and placed the money and drugs in Zaid's. It was Donald who would now be suspended, and the school offered its sincere apologies for the disruption the incident had caused the king. As the king and young prince had stepped out of the headmaster's office, there had stood Donald with his father, Gus. Thank you, King Fahid had said to Donald, for being man enough to admit the error of your ways. You miss the point, Gus had said to the king. My son would never do drugs. He did this to help a friend. The Fosters had taken it on the chin. Gus had even given a speech in Parliament stating that even the most loving, functional families were not exempt from the perils of teenage years. Functional? Zaid had frowned at the choice of word then, and was frowning now as he walked, recalling that time all those years ago. The Fosters had appeared on the front pages of the Sunday newspapers, Diane smiling her plastic smile for the cameras, Gus with his arm around his suitably sheepish-looking son. The only one who had spoiled the picture-perfect image had been Trinity. She had been dressed in her Sunday best, but rather than smiling, she had scowled at the cameras. Zaid actually smiled as he recalled the photo from yesteryear, but he wasn't smiling a few seconds later when a streak of blonde caught his eye. There was Trinity. She was hiding a bag of clothes beneath a tree and wiping lipstick off, and jumped when she heard Zaid call out and start walking towards her. Trinity, Zaid said, your mother has been calling for you. Where have you been? She swung around to face him. Please, Zaid, can I say that I've been with you? You know I don't lie. Please, Trinity said, and then sighed. Zaid was so austere so formal and so rigid that it was pointless even trying to get him on side. Yet, just as she went to walk off and face the music, he halted her. If I am going to cover for you, first I need to know what you have been up to. Trinity slowly turned. Even when she had asked Zaid to cover for her, she'd never really expected him to agree. Yet it sounded now like he might. I was at my friend Suzanne's, came her cautious reply. Doing what? Just... Trinity shrugged. Just what? Dancing. You have been to a party? No, we were just listening to music in her room and dancing. Trinity almost rolled her eyes as she attempted to explain his nonplussed expression, because clearly that wasn't the type of behavior Zaid would understand. We were trying on makeup, that sort of thing. Why are you hiding clothes? Zaid looked at what she was wearing, a long-sleeved top and a pair of jeans, and then he watched as Trinity screwed her blue eyes closed no doubt to come up with a suitable lie. Trinity was, Zaid knew, a skilled liar, 
only what he didn't know was that she wasn't trying to lie now. She simply didn't know, in this, how she could tell the truth when it was just a feeling she had. How could she explain that Suzanne had suggested she borrow some clothes because Trinity hadn't liked the way her aunt's new husband had been looking at her in the dress her mother had bought for her? Trinity didn't understand enough herself, let alone know how to explain it to Zaid, just how awkward Clive made her feel. She refused to call him uncle. He was the reason that she'd run off. It was the reason that Trinity was always running off at family things, and, given that Zaid was only ever there on family occasions, he saw this behavior all too often. Last time I was here, I caught you climbing out of your bedroom window.